Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. But uh, the issue that we're having is, uh, once up to operating temperature, you basically couldn't get over 2,000 RPM. Yeah. Um, you could have it floored and go... <laughs> Six liters power shucks. That just makes makes me sleepy. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it just put out just raw fuel coming out the pipe. Yeah, just the smoke. Like no pipe. air, all fuel. No air, all fuel. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. So I got a quick story time about the tuning I have on the excursion. So the excursion's in 01. It's got an old school edge juice of attitude on there. Like right? the OG one. OG. Like yeah. doesn't even plug into the OBD2 port. Yeah. Just the sensors, the box underneath the hood, and the battery. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, my opinion of the quality not the quality but the the effectiveness of the tune like how how brutal it was because i'm kind of I've, I've ran a lot of different tuners uh, my go-to is usually gearhead right um and i will say gearhead tuning currently compared to the edge tuning of that day i don't think there's really too much of a comparison like that when you're talking relatively stock truck there's yeah not, relatively stock truck. So much yeah can, there is only so happen. much you can do and whatnot but so the and the tuner I have on there, I think according to the serial number, it's like it was produced in like 04 or something like that. So it's it's old. Like, yeah. And this thing's never been updated. I guarantee it. Yeah. I don't um, think you can update it. If you can't even. Yeah. I don't think you can. They don't even make that cable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it actually uses a floppy disk. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take the circuit board out. You have to unplug or unscrew the, the two gray halves. Yeah. Take that circuit board and hardwire it into another circuit board for it to read. Yeah. It has, to, it has to become part of the computer. It literally has to go inside the computer. Yeah. And uh, so I, I've, since day one, I've basically 
once I fixed the boost leak on there, I've put it on the race tune, and it has an adjustment inside of each tune for low boost fueling. Yeah. I have that turned all the way up. All the way up. All the way up. All the way up. <laughs> I'm going to raise no bitch. All right. yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I have turned down on it is uh, defueling at wide open throttle because uh, it's a stock transmission. Yeah. I'm not trying to kill it. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the guys that uh, I'm pretty sure his name's Trevor, that I'm friends with on uh, Instagram, he's also a listener. Um, we talk about a lot of 7.3 stuff back and forth. He's got, he actually has a, uh, or his brother has a manual 6.0 with a KC, uh, KC Stage 2 turbo on it, uh, straight piped. He sent me a, a video of, of him towing with it. I really want a manual 6.0. <laughs> Yeah, it is like the best of all worlds yeah. as far as noises. It's no, as far as sound goes, yeah. And having it be a man. Anyways, um, and he sent me a video. So he he had ordered some tunes or ordered a Hydra and just got some tunes off of like the database, which is not uncommon. A lot of people do it. Um, and his truck was just like when you switch from tune to tune, the just the engine noise itself was really loud. And I get it. The tuning changes how hard the injectors fire and whatnot. It is like when I thinking over like to my, my OBS, when I go from even with the dynamite injectors in there, when I go from a stock tune, even just to any sort of horsepower tune above stock, there's a noticeable change in volume and it's usually louder. Yeah. But this was like he sent me a video of him basically like cruising in stock tune and then changing it to like the twenty five horsepower tune that he had. And it sounded like the injectors were on the dashboard. It was like loud as shit. Yeah. And so I messaged him back. And I was like, it's loud, but yeah. I don't know about that. Um, this week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The You've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. It, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, it'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8 plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. So we went back and forth a little bit there, and uh, we're going to get back to the store. Let's get through the intro real quick here because I got a feeling it's going to okay. be a little bit longer than we want to here. Uh, but hello, everybody. This is Ben and Tyler. From America's Diesel Podcast, coming at you from Spokane, not Spokane, Spokane, Washington. Thank you for tuning in. Um, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find us on the YouTubes. It's a great place if you want to leave a comment or kind of get down on the chat that we, we usually have a couple of comments going back and forth every episode. You can do that there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find, uh, if me and Tyler say anything wrong, our resident fact checker, Jim Lawrence, will call us out and tell us we're both idiots. Fact. Fact. Fact check. <laughs> fact. Correct. 
You got it, Jim. <laughs> uh, that's as uh, Tyler reviews go. Reviews. We need to keep those reviews coming in. In fact, I need two hundred. Sounds like a lot, but two hundred. I mean, two hundred bucks is like nothing. Like a thousand bucks. Hey, that's a lot, that's some money. That's a lot of money. Okay, two hundred more. That's nothing. We need to keep those reviews coming in. I don't care. Any computer hackers out there? <laughs> Can you all just... <laughs> I know there's probably some 16-year-old nerd listening right now. I was like, yeah, hacker? Just, Did you say hacker? Yeah. <gasps> I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, do we, it. Want, we want them legitimate reviews. We need the legitimate. We need 200 more. Actually, I want 100, but... I'm not, I want 200. Keep those reviews coming in. Leave them on <clears throat> any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Preferably, though, for those 200, we're looking for iTunes, but that's... hey. Beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> screenshot your review. Send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure you include a picture of your truck and an address that we can send a sticker to. It looks just like the logo on behind us here and on our cups. I'm work- I want to get some hats. Yeah. I want some cool hats. I like your gray yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing to go with here, if you do need parts for your diesel pickup, uh, make sure and check out dieselpowerproducts.com. We do have sales techs on the phone 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, to answer the questions you have or get you an order placed ASAP. Their phone number is 888-993-4373. Uh, if you are trying to get a part ASAP, that is your best bet. Um, if you have questions about your build or whatnot, I'm more than happy to answer them. But if it's one of those things like, I get this thing like, question answered and shipped out like now i would talk to them okay oh last oh sorry one more thing uh tracking orders if you are placing orders online if you could do us a favor and throw podcasts in the notes section uh, or if you are calling in and you're talking to one of our handsome handsome sales they're all handsome they're all beautiful you know beautiful sales staff Corey, you put that face away right now. You are handsome <laughs> as hell. <laughs> if you're talking to them, make sure you let them know that you are a podcast listener. Um, that way we can make sure that your order gets put on the podcast order list. Yeah. Because that, that kind of shows that we're not doing this all just for funsies. It's actually got some productivity yeah. going behind it. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's actually people that listen. Woohoo! <laughs> and not only do they listen, but they buy parts. Yeah. So I greatly appreciate that. Uh, those of you that have ordered, really appreciate it. Those of you that are thinking about ordering, what's holding you up? Yeah. Legit. Like, if there's honestly, I'll take some constructive criticism right now. If you're like on sure. the fence and you're like thinking about order from someone else, but you're listening to our podcast, why? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> why do we? No, I'm just <laughs> All right, let's get back to the story here. So, um, he sent me that video, and uh, I think that was s- Sunday or something like that. Um, and I've been kind of thinking back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, is it too loud? Was it loud? Was it not loud? And, so I was, I was driving my excursion last night. Mm-hmm. No, night before last. I'm sorry. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? I'm going to turn it back to stock real quick and see if I notice a huge difference. Yeah. So I, uh, for well, actually, first off, I, I, the original thought in there was uh, I get a check engine light whenever I do a hard pull on it, and it's because of the ICP being out of range just because they didn't have a they just couldn't control that at that point in time, so it still it throws a soft engine light, doesn't do fuel or anything like that. Just throws a light, and if you clear it once, it won't come back on until you start the trigger again. Um, but uh, so I went down and uh, I was thinking to myself, okay, well I'm going to kick that down, low boost fuel, and kick it down a little bit till the light doesn't come on. I was like, well, if I'm dicking around the tune right now, I might as well go down to stock, listen yeah. to it, and go back up to the race tune, listen to it. See, there's a really big audible difference. Right. So I go in there and I click the down arrow to stock, listen to it, blip it, you know, whatever. 
And then I'm like, I'm at a stoplight, so I'm not even. Really, I'm kind of looking, but not really. I just keep hitting the up arrow until it's it stops, and I, I and it gets louder, and I blip it, and whatever. And I look at it, and I'm like, five, <laughs> tune five. Yeah, I have a fifth tune. <laughs> This whole time I've been in race tune thinking it was the highest tune with a low boost feeling turned all the way up. And I'm thinking to myself, God, this tuning is kind of like, it's okay, okay but yeah, I mean, it's, it it's not, nah, could be better. it could be better. Yeah. I mean, and again, you've heard me talk about it too. It's like nothing against Edge. I mean, things have evolved a lot since then. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, things really have evolved a lot. Right. And so and I'm like, <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> so I go into extreme, low boost feeling all the way up, and luckily it was right in front of an on ramp. Yeah. <laughs> and Here as, we go. as soon yeah. as I leave the stoplight and like press the throttle, I'm like, this, this is what I was waiting for. And I lean on the throttle, like lean and just, just boost, make it making all the good noises, yeah. making the feel good, shifting. I'm like, ah. I had this the entire time, and I had no idea. I've had this for a year. <laughs> I've had this for nearly a year, and I freaking didn't know it. Like, screw me for how not knowing. How do you? I don't. I just I pressed up, and I was like, race. Well, that's probably. I don't see why they would go higher than race. You didn't. Boop. No. Boop. I didn't. I just. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I just <laughs> never thought to go up to tune five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But tune five is there, and I'll tell you what, shits and gets. She's still on tune five, I'm sure. Oh, oh she's never coming down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was, that made me very happy. Um, I'm glad that I've done up pipes. And uh, also, another thing to kind of like when people talk about modules on trucks and, and how this one works. Uh, so the way that the this, because I, I have the Edge Juice of the Attitude, the old one on there, which also has a small monitor, which monitors EGTs and boost. Yeah. Um, and then I also have my Edge Insight plugged into the OBD2 port to monitor all my other stuff. The funny thing is you can kind of see because it is essentially boost fooling because it'll if you look at the boost on the uh, on the juice of the attitude, the old one, because that's actually like it's teeing into the boost sensor, the map sensor on the truck. Yeah. So it's it's basically interpreting the signal before the truck's computer can see it, but it'll give you the hard data to the screen that'll show actual boost numbers. If you watch on the edge insight, which is what the computer sees. Yeah. It'll, it never goes above 11. It's just hard stop. Just hard stop, 11. 11. Like, I can, I can literally be, like, making 21, 22, 23, 11. Mm -hmm. Where I think they probably have maybe lost it there, they didn't do anything about back pressure. Because so I can watch back pressure because there's a back pressure sensor on there. And the boost will be at 11, and back pressure will be at, like, 30. I don't know, just <laughs> like, way the hell up there. Yeah. I'm like, Wow. Starting to sound like a six, seven comments. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised this isn't defueling right now. I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? I bet you the other tuners take care of that. That's like where things have like evolved. You know oh I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that that was my. I was like, God, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you are. No. It drives so <laughs> much nicer now. Like it really does. Like I was, I was just yeah. Stars. I've always with every truck that I've had tuning on, it's always been on like the 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 go fast tune. You just. If you don't need it, you don't just you, you just keep your foot off the pedal. I mean, it's yeah, self control. I don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my go to to usually tell people is the the highest tune that you can feel comfortable having the the highest tune with the lightest foot. Yeah, will typically net you the best results. 
I'm not saying go put your truck There's on the... There's one of those the, asterisks that happened yeah. after that statement always. Yeah. I'm not saying go put your truck on the... Because a lot of times different tunes will have different like transmission calibrations or whatnot. Yeah. I'm not saying put it on like the 250 horse drag race tune where like it locks out overdrive or something like that. Right. I'm talking like if you have like street tunes that are basically like 20 to 180, you're probably going to end up in the 180 like, and just have a very light foot. But just remember... Yeah. You start having a heavy foot daily with a 180 tune or the high tune, you're, you're going to start breaking parts. Yeah. Just name of the game. Yep. So that was my little intro story about the excursion. You may have tuned in this episode because it's an update on my six liter. Yeah. yeah. Which probably, I, I, we've hardly really talked about it. So we haven't. I've played this one a little close to my chest because honestly, <clears throat> I didn't know for sure what was going on. Now that you know. So you now <laughs> that I know, I feel like I should explain this to people. Um, so the, I'll give you a rundown quick, real, real fast here. So it is a 2004 uh, Ford F450 uh, extended cab long bed. It has a flat bed on it. Um, it's got about 160,000 miles on it. Uh, we got it for a great deal because it had some issues. Um, and when I say we, um, I'm in this project with another person. And we are neither him or I, like he, he's worked on a six-liter before. I honestly have never put my hands on one. Yeah. I've talked to people a lot. I sell parts a lot. I know a lot about it, but I've never. This is a good learning yeah. experience for both of us. Hands honestly. on, yeah. yeah. And it's also because we we got into this thing at such a good deal that we'd be stupid not to learn on this. Yeah. Because even if we learn and take the wrong route and end up doing stuff that we didn't need to, we can still sell and break even, hundred percent. Yeah. If we, if we don't, then it was a great lesson, and we'll know for the next one or something like that if we want to try it again or something like that, or for my own sake. Right. Um, so, it, and it had a, uh, here's the issue that we had. Um, it would basically, and if you know six liters, once I describe this issue, you may know exactly what we're talking about. However, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing you don't because I conferred with a shop owner who makes a lot of money working on six liters yeah. and a friend um, who does a lot of six liter stuff? Showed them the video, showed them the data, and they were both like, "I don't know." So well, he he, so like my buddy that we messaged, he he had ideas. He asked, he he did the right thing that what a tech would do would right. be ask, "What is this? What is this?" Um, and I didn't quite have that yet, right? But honestly, I told it, him actually. I told him last night what uh, it was, what it was, uh-huh. and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's not like after you get like <laughs> that'll get you. Yeah, it'll freaking <laughs> that'll get you, man. Um, but uh, the issue that we're having is uh, once up to operating temperature, you basically couldn't get over two thousand RPM. Yeah, um, you could have it floored. Six liters power stroke stuff makes makes me sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just put out just raw fuel coming out the pipe. Yeah. Just the smoke. Like no like, air, all fuel. No air, all fuel. Um, and the, you know, we got a scan tool on there. Uh, and the, the data that, you know, they were asking for was ICP and IPR. Yep. Um, when I, when we originally bought the truck, I had a scan tool on there. And I did that. And while I didn't have the values recorded down, they were not out of spec. You know, like, and I, and, and I, I mentioned that to both of them as well. Like, and my friend too, I was like, I know that last time I tried it, they were not like going crazy. Right. But if you were to ask me what the numbers were, I don't know. Right. Like, but they like knowing what I know, they didn't throw a red flag. Right. Um, but so, and, and no check engine light, just issue. 
and the we took out the uh, it was it's all fully emissions intact, fully stock. Um, we took out the, the EGR valve, and it was just absolutely. It actually came apart when we took it out. Oh, really? So it's like okay, well, that's a start. You know, if the valve is kicking in extra, you know, or shutting out or something like that, that could be an issue. Okay, well, we're going to start there, and it had an oil leak and whatnot. So we ended up getting in there. And uh, we knew that it needed an EGR cooler because we could see some stuff seep in there. And here's the thing about six liters and one of the reasons why I steer people away from six liters as first trucks. As even being a mechanically inclined person and my partner in this being also a very mechanically inclined person, there's just a lot on top of where you need to work on this truck. Yeah. So for, for us to get like a good hands-on on, on working on it, we took the radiator out. We took the intercooler out. Um, we had the AC condenser still in there. We took the, the fan off. Um, and there was actually enough room in there now so that you can actually stand in front of the engine. I'm surprised you had to take all that. I'm, sur- I'm surprised you had to take all that out for uh, for uh, for Brian to for Brian to actually stand in there. <laughs> so you know, you know, in the past, <laughs> I've mentioned like if you're going to do up pipes, call your tall, tallest, lankiest, skinniest friend with the longest arms. That's my friend Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's like eight feet tall with like sixteen foot freaking wingspan. Yeah, arms like <laughs> the dude's freakish. Yeah, you right. could take a sixteen foot tape measure and go. There's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> he carries plywood long ways. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. He does. I think I've used him as a pipe cleaner once. <laughs> the best part is I know he listens to this. <laughs> so um, we get in there, and this is where the the six liter starts costing a lot of money. Um, we we still we stayed on budget honestly guys like we 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 planned for all this we stayed on budget and this is why I mentioned to people have this money in your and like in your pocket ready to go so doing an EGR cooler you are so far like you you have the a lot of stuff off of the engine and you would be stupid not to handle the other stuff that's right there yeah um, like intake manifold gaskets a lot of that stuff comes with the EGR EGR uh, cooler as well anyhow uh, oil cooler. All that kind of stuff is right there. Um, we didn't replace the high-pressure oil pump because it was still good, was not leaking. Uh, we did end up replacing the turbo. Um, and then the water pump, uh, which is another common thing to do since you're in there already, uh, we did not because it was not seeping and it was in good shape. But that that is the reason why I mentioned, like, if one of those things goes out, it's not because your EGR cooler is bad. It's like it took so much time and effort to get in there to change that. Right. You would... You'd be kind of stupid not to to just put a new one in. It's, it, it's a since you were there type deal, right? Since you're there, you might as well do that. And that's where that two hundred eighty nine dollar part becomes a six thousand dollar mechanic bill. That's what I'm getting at here. Um, but I will say, uh, being you know mechanic, a gearhead type guy, once you strip all that stuff, you know, out of the engine bay, it's a V eight, man. Yeah, pretty much. It's it, it's a freaking V eight. Just there's a lot of goop on top of that, so. I would say I, I do feel much more comfortable working on it now. Um, I have a good visual, just having my my hands on everything of all right. that stuff. Um, oh, we did uh, stand pipes and dummy plugs, and then um, we replaced the uh, the O rings on the uh, injector. Huge shout out to Ispro for making badass gauges and sponsoring the podcast. Absolutely, we've been selling Ispro gauges, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, Ispro for years has been giving consumers the ability to to monitor their trucks 
accurately. Uh, whether you're looking for something with a little bit more racy of a look or something more factory match, Ispro's got you covered. One of the things I love about the kits that they sell is not only do they come in a bunch of different denominations, you can get, you know, zero to 40 or zero, whatever you're looking for with the color designation on there, but they come with the wiring too. Absolutely. Super easy to install. If you're looking for a set of analog type gauges today, check them out. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. And Ispro, you're the best. Absolutely. What's the name? The... Ball, the ball uh, tubes. Yeah. Ball tubes. We yeah. replaced the O-rings on there. Um, and uh, so long story short, we did all that stuff um, and got everything back together, had our first <laughs> – this is this is a funny six-liter thing, right? So we, we broke a couple sensors when we were doing stuff. It happens. Um, and we replaced one of them and – I replaced a whole bunch of them. And as we're trying to get this truck started – Keep in mind, this whole time, had like this truck could barely drive under its own power because this issue was so bad, no check engine light. Yeah. Still start the truck, still run and dri- like drive it around. Can't get very far or very fast, but you can drive it. The, the first crank up wouldn't even let us start the truck because one of the oil temp sensors was not reading. <laughs> one of the oil temp sensors. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. It was not reading. It's like it's cold right now like you'd, you'd, think that, you'd think like all right well and then when i say one is because it has multiple yeah you'd think it would say like well we've got data from you know at least one or two others we've got enough to at least assume what that is now and maybe right. you know maybe we'll get it started and throw a light yeah but wouldn't even let's start it well because there's like what is it i can't remember the generation of cummins because there's like a crankshaft and a camshaft position sensor like if one failed like it will still like assume mm-hmm the other, as long as it'll still run. Yeah, I look at that as like yeah. the, when you unplug an ICP sensor yeah. on a on a seven three. Yeah, like it's not reading anything, but it's going to assume what it is given all the other parameters that it right. has. Um, but luckily, we still had a scan tool on hand, and like it was throwing a light without even starting, and it, all of it pointed to oil temp. And then we start looking at it more, like, well, that wire's kind of chafed. Luckily, we had a two wire plug hanging around, so we just spliced it in, <laughs> fires right up. Oh, that was cool. sweet. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, Issue still there. Shit. That sucks. So we're sitting there racking our brains. We come back to it like the following weekend because we, we both still have, we have other jobs. Like obviously I'm here working. So it's basically like a weekend type thing. So we come back that you know, the, the next weekend and uh, we're just trying to like racking our brains, trying to figure this thing out. And I'm finally like, okay, this is, this is the, the, the weekend after we messaged your friend and I messaged my friend and they both yeah. wanted to know actual hard data. I was like, all right, well, I've, you know, and, and the, also the other thing is I could not remember if we actually had physically tested fuel pressure. So we got a fuel pressure gauge on there, like a manual gauge. Yeah. Fuel pressure's good. I know I mentioned before we had a whole bunch of fuel coming up. It's one of those things. Like I just, I, I had to know basics, right guys? Basics. Well, yeah. Finding out what's working. Versus yes. trying to find a single. You mentioned that a bunch of times. It's yeah. like you may be worried about what's not working, but like let's find out what is. Right. Let's just look. coming at it with a different mindset. Yeah. And so we started just kind of ticking off what we had available and what was good. And so we're finally sitting in there, and it's getting towards the end of the day. And it was uh, I had my son with me, and it's me, Brian, and my son sitting in the cab of this truck with a snap-on scan tool on there, trying to like just how are we not figuring this out? This yeah. is freaking pissing me off. And. uh I'm like, well, 
and your your mind instant or, and we started trying to watch a whole bunch of things we checked fit and voltage we checked all that kind of stuff everything's checking out there's no check engine lights again right and you we've all been to that point and the point i'm describing and i know you've been there i'm sure corey has been there i'm sure if you've listened you've been there where it's like you you did everything you thought it was going to do to fix it and it's still happening it's either going to be now something stupid or something hellaciously wrong yeah and I'll tell you what, guys, in my experience, it's usually like 85, 90% of the time, it's just something stupid. Yep. But you have such a hard time accepting that stupid. You know, it's like, if it was stupid, I would have right. known. All right? Right. Well, like, how come I haven't seen it yet? Yeah, like, how come I haven't seen it? How, how come all of the, and, you know, and keep in mind, like, during the week at home and stuff, I'm Googling shit. Right. I'm on forums, I'm reading stuff, I'm trying to find past experiences with other people that have this thing, and I can't find anything. Can't find anything. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like. Maybe we do have a cracked piston. Maybe we do. Like, maybe this is the end. Like, this is, yeah. like, shit, we got a dud. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is not good. My wife's going to be pissed. Right. <laughs> and so, lastly, I'm like, okay. You know, and I'm getting flustered. He's getting flustered. You know, my son is, you know, being a trooper. He was with us the whole day. And, you know, he's in the in the passenger seat of the truck on an iPad. He's starting to expire. Yeah. We've all been there. He's, like, four years old. You know, it's like, he's got to start getting this kid home. I'm like, you know what? Just from my own peace of mind here, because you think automatically worse, cracked piston, summit, right. something else going on. This Scanto can deactivate individual cylinders, correct? Yes. Okay. Let's at least kill each cylinder one by one, make the issue happen, and see if there's any one of them. Any change. Any change. If it gets worse or better with all of them, so we can at least just alleviate the fact that it's like, is this a whole engine problem? Is this a bank problem? Is this an injector problem? Or like a right. hole problem? Like just isolate where it is at least. Because yeah. if I can at least isolate it. We'll to narrow it down. Especially with no check engine light, it doesn't give you any sort of insight yeah. on anything that is causing a problem. Don't so give me shit. Right. And so if I can at least like, we've narrowed it down to the driver's side of the engine. Okay. That's where we're going to start looking. Yeah. We're looking for shaped wires. We're looking for whatever. At least we know area of the engine. And so we go through all eight. And they're basically all identical. And so, again, we're kind of like, we're sitting there, you're kind of flustered, but the brains are thinking. You're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking. And I just have this, I'm, I'm taking credit for it because I'm the one who thought of it, but right. it's, it's, it's one of the things where you just, you have this aha moment, right? I think they call it a epiphany. Epiphany, light bulb, epiphany, whatever yeah. you can call it. <laughs> moment of clarity, right? Yeah. So you start thinking to yourself, like, I have this massive amount of fuel coming out of the tailpipe. We verify fuel pressure. We have fuel. The turbo, we've manually actuated the vanes. They're moving the way they're supposed to. We don't have a boost leak. So, air. Something, just air. Air, air, air. Yeah. I know the EGR valve is working. We've electronically opened and closed it. That's working. Air, air, air. And instantly, the image that popped in my head, because this truck is basically falling on its face, is when Brian had the throttle valve Snap shut on him. Yep. And he's like, he damn near threw me through the windshield. And I was like, that's... And I'm like, wait. This is an early... This has a throttle plate on it. This has a throttle plate. This has a throttle plate on it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why the hell didn't I think about this earlier? Right. It's shutting air to all cylinders, throttle plate. I'm like, Brian, can you deactivate the throttle plate? And he's in the scan. I got the scan tool going. And he's I'm like, F it. Get out the truck. Unplug, unplug it. it. Yeah. Get back in, perfect. We're making all the noises, and we're looking at each other. And I'm like, shut up, shut <laughs> the f up. Not no way. 
And I'm like, all right, well, let's test and check. Go back, plug it back in. <laughs> Unplug it. Vroom, vroom, vroom. I've never seen such a tall, lanky man walked away from a truck, like happy but pissed. <laughs> and he legitimately, because it's you're, you go through a lot of emotions during that stuff as a car guy, and you, yeah. when you've got money on the line, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you know, come to a knee and take a prayer. Yeah, he was just. Because for, you know, probably for a minute. That's probably the first time, the, the whole entire time you guys had that, you guys were both at eye level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually on a stool. <laughs> we're making jokes about how tall Brian is. Um, but it's the... Freaking take a knee. You probably indented <laughs> the cement. <laughs> it's like a jackhammer. <laughs> I love you, Brian. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but it's that, you know, for probably 90 seconds for two minutes there, you know, we didn't know if we had a crack piston, mm. you know, because you're trying to figure it and just to to have it be that. And you're like, I'm like, all right, well, we know what that is. My kid's starting to get like, I got to go. Yeah. You know, We're going to sleep good tonight. We're going to sleep good tonight. So I started doing a whole bunch of, of research and everything like that. And uh, the first thing I found on there is that that, that thing is used to prevent r- runaways. I'm yeah. like, well, shit, if it's being activated, does this thing think it's running away? Like that? Well, and it also <laughs> creates a, a scavenging effect when EGR is. That's what I found out later. Yeah. Because uh, 6 7 Cummins has, has the same thing, basically. Yeah. So, which is really, I mean, most of the time those don't go bad, that at least I know of with other engines, because it's, it's, it's pre EGR. So there's not like a bunch of soot that usually builds up mm-hmm. on those. Well, no. Um, well, yeah, it's pre-EGR. I mean, yeah. It's, it's at least a six, I'm talking about like a 6.7 coming. Yeah. But I would assume it's, it's same the same thing. on that. It's basically, it looks like a throttle body, like on a gas Yeah, it's throttle. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, sorry to refresh my barley juice and my yeah. mustache. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, so the more, yeah, the more research I did, it basically, it's there for, uh, to help a scavenging effect with the EGR and, they went away from it in 05, like Ford did. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> like there, there's even carb numbers on stuff that eliminates it. I'm like, we don't need this. Right. We're good. Like, leave, I mean, they're going to. And so what I did find out, like why those fail or what happens with those is could be a combination of two things. I think one happened. Um, they do have a position sensor inside to say like how open or how closed it is. Right. I think the position sensor or the position, whatever you want to call it, was failing. So it knew to didn't, activate, but, but it, it didn't, didn't know, know how far exactly, to open and yeah. close. So it yeah. was just shutting all the way. Yeah. So that I mean, maybe that was stuck. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Or the, because it's an electronic like servo motor on there, um, or the motor wasn't strong enough. Like basically once it went anything from straight to angled, it wasn't strong enough to keep it from snapping shut. Right. So like, it, yeah, I think the it was, air would take over and move it itself. Yeah. I think it was one of those two <clears> things. Um, I'm leaning towards it just not knowing what position it's in, Probably. personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. But you just leave it unplugged and it's fine. Yeah. No lights. No nothing. And Dude, I, I would take that plug and I would take two hammers and I'd be like, I hate yeah. you. And just smash. I kill you. Smash. <laughs> like that would be like the only thing that would make me feel like yeah. better about the situation. So I uh, <laughs> that that night I messaged the my buddy down in California and I was like, <laughs> I just messaged him throttle plate, and he just like. 9,000 LOLs. Like, nah. Yeah. That's the same thing. I, I was talking to Jeremy last night. 
And I was like, oh, dude, you remember when I was sending that video? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, they found out what it was. It was a throttle valve. He's like, ah, <laughs> yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Those throttle valves, yes. And it was, keep in mind, like, the, the, the messages that we sent them, I sent them with, like, the preface of, of look, like, I'm on this side of the counter. If someone sent me this, yeah. I would ask you what's IPR and ICP, right. 100%. I'm sending this to you just as one of those things where, like, is a ring a bell? It's it, like when when someone message like calls in and says like my transmission is shifting funny on a like an OBS seven three and I can't my torque converter locks in and out I've done this done that done that I'm like check your brake lights and they're like if you don't talk anymore and I'm like no man seriously check your brake lights yeah. like w- what do you mean and I, this is because it happened to me too but like the 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 reason that the converter will lock or unlock it works off of the the circuit on the brake lights if you have a brake light out it won't know to lock or unlock or may unlock and lock inadvertently. <laughs> That's the stupidest shit. And lo and behold, you know, because I had that happen, and I messaged Ryan Stewart. Yeah. Shout out Ryan Stewart. Um, I messaged him, and he's like, check your brake lights. And I literally told him, I was like, F you. <laughs> yeah. like, no, seriously, do it. Yeah, are you going to ask me to fill my washer fluid, too, because yeah. that low? <laughs> Should I go yeah. pick some grapes as well, yeah. sir? <laughs> and so lo and behold, I checked the third brake light, replaced the bulb issue, went away. I was like, shut <sighs> <laughs> it's like, that like seems to me like one of those things where it's like they finished the truck and like they went to like go inspect it and they're like oh shoot yeah. we've got these wires that we didn't attach like what's easiest brake light circuit yeah tied in screw it yeah it's like well we need to know when <laughs> he, the transmission needs to know when he hits the brakes well we should probably put that on the brake sensor yeah we already finished that part yeah so, uh, <laughs> The funny thing is that the frame mill, right where this is. Yeah, it's right. There's brake line. There, the, 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 the brake wiring. The brake wires for right the there. lights. Yeah, we'll just tie right into that. I mean, think about it, guys. Like, you hit the brakes, the brake lights come on. Yeah. I don't see a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the brake lights come on even when the headlights aren't on. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, let's also make it hold 28 quarts of oil. <laughs> just an idea. <laughs> a billion quarts of oil, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we. Uh, oh, that's funny. Continuing on there, so we and I, I did my research, and we came. I let him know the next day. I was like, "Look, you know, you leave it unplugged. We can gut it. We can replace it. Whatever. But for the time being, let's you know, let's hammer out whatever else needs to be done because we did have a uh, the passenger side rear axle hub bearings were toast. So we were going to replace those, but like, we want to kind of tackle one thing at first. Yeah. Like let's, let's not make this truck immovable while we're still handling a drivability issue. Right. So let's make sure that, so, you know, the next day we came by, we came back, you know, got the cooling in there, got all this stuff, blah, 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 got it rated, you know, roadworthy. And, uh, and this is where the O-rings come in hand guys. Okay. Um, pulled it out of the shop, you know, take for a quick rip up and down the road real fast. And it's just puking coolant. Shit. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> and we isolate it to the like there's a coolant pipe coming off of the oil pump uh with an o-ring seal on it like a, an eight millimeter bolt holding it in there and i'm that, sure you had that o-ring probably in your pocket well the <laughs> i did actually it wasn't in a pocket but yeah we, we had an o-ring and we replaced it because it came in one of the kits but i guess when we put it in it must have pinched it or something like that i don't know um but luckily we had you know a case of o-rings <laughs> guys put that in there and the coolant leak stopped i'm gonna just buy you an o-ring for christmas just, just one single one yep okay <laughs> You could wear it on your wrist. You could. I'll find a way to use it, Mirror. I'm sure like, you will. I got two seven threes in my life. You're you like, think I can't you're find gonna, like, We're going to have a podcast like six months after Christmas. You'll be like, hey, Ty, you remember that freaking O-ring you yeah. got me for Christmas? <laughs> I finally used it. And I'll be like, oh, my God. 
Hell oh, yeah. Dear God. So we uh um so we get it out there, we take it for a nice long drive, go through the you know, let it heat up, you know, drives and shifts, and we're like <laughs> fucking send it. I mean you, send obviously it. you can still hear the grinding from the bearings, but like it's yeah. it's moving, it's it's shifting, it drives good. Yeah. And we're like, hell yeah, I've got a win out of it. Um and then we did start noticing a little bit of issue with the turbo. Um and it was basically Did you order a new one for it? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, it was leaking from the center section. I know what you're thinking. Just do a rebuild kit. Like, yeah, I know. But if I'm going to do a rebuild kit on there, um, chances are that we probably need to go on there and clean the veins out from all of the, cause when we, like when we cleaned that intake manifold out, it was soupy. Yeah. Like that, it was, that thing was spitting tons of fuel and oil and just all kinds of shit in there. And that all went through the exhaust manifold or the, the turbine on there. Um, so I was like, you know, if we're going to go in there, that means we got to do a unison ring and veins and at that point, we don't know for sure if the, the solenoid is good or bad on there. So we need to do a solenoid. And it's like when you start doing that and adding up all those parts, you know, the the turbo is still more. But then it's like, how much time is it going to take you to do that? Right. And so it kind of comes down to, you know, how long it takes to actually do all that. And it's not like we're under the gun, but we're kind of under the gun. We want, we want to get this thing done and sold. Well, yeah. yeah. We want to take advantage of the market. Exactly. Oh, that's that's a big part of it. You're right there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna go into a Fauci, but I don't want to overdo it. <laughs> I want people to ask for my Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we threw a, a reman turbo on there, and she runs great. And we did. Uh, I did the the bearings. So you guys are pretty much home. done. Just about. There's just lots of other small nicky knack stuff. Um, as per usual, once you start, and I've kind of I've mentioned this for a couple other things too. When you get into either older or high mileage truck or just truck that's been used hard, you know, we go in to do the 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 hub bearings on the rear axle, and I'm glad we took it apart because the the brake pads were toast. Yeah, like just enough to where we could get away. Like ideally, I would have liked to have the rotors turned, but we just don't have the time to do that right now. Yeah, so we just did a good you know cleaning lube on the calipers and pad slab it. Yeah. Do you, when you, so for like, for me, when like, for like a rig like that, that you guys are like, just basically fixing the resell, mm -hmm. like when you go to sell it, like, do you ever feel like, like, wow, this guy's going to ask a bunch of questions about like, oh, how long have you had it? And like all this stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like cause that, that happened to me with like boats mm -hmm. where I'd have a boat for like, I'd have a different boat, like every like it was too much every summer. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, you've only had it for this long? Why? Why? Like, do you ever, like, think to yourself, like, feel bad? Like, oh, I literally bought this to sell it. Like, like, did, do you think that deters people from, like, wanting the wanting the truck? Uh, I think it kind of goes either way. I, th I think to myself, and, and it's it, it goes with where the market is at that point. Right. Because I think the... The market has cooled off a little bit. Like, are you, if someone comes comes to look at it, are you going to tell them like, "Yeah, I bought this truck for," I mean, it had a couple issues that we diagnosed and fixed, and everything's fixed now, and it's good to go. And like, do you think that affects the overall? I think it does, but the, I mean, basically, I'm asking you if you're going to lie on the listing. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think that for for something like that, my my mo as far as being a salesperson. Uh, in that situation. And this goes for, you know, think of this like flip side if you're someone who's buying it. 
Um, because obviously if they do the Carfax, you're gonna be able to see. Like we've only we owned it for barely any. Yeah, right. You know? Um, my my go to to them is like, look, I, I I bought this knowing I had some issues with it. I was gonna, you know, I had some bigger plans for it. Plans changed, so we got it in ri- running and driving condition, so we're selling it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, it's the and if they if they have more questions, they want to know like. Oh, well, what issues did it have and what did you do? I have no problem telling them. Like, we tore into it. We did this, 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 and this. Um, you know, I've, I've got pictures. I've got the old parts if you want to see them. Um, but, yeah, we replaced the valve, the cooler. We did all that. You know, it's got fluids in it. Um, we did bearings on this side. Uh, you know, I have no problem telling that part of it. Right. Um, and, I mean, if, if they drive it, they'll be able to tell that those things are done. Yeah, um, and and I don't I don't think we're asking the world for it. Right. Once it comes time to, and I think that the the market has cooled off, um, not in our favor. So the I, it's still we're gonna see. Yeah. The the and most well, of here's the thing selling well exactly selling yeah. a four wheel drive right before winter. Mm-hmm. I feel like that so the, goes back up. The the person that we're trying to hit right now is the or the buyer that we're trying to hit right now is someone who needs a heavy duty truck like they they're they don't need a 250 they don't need a 350 they need something that i mean this thing's got an s110 axle on the back the thing is built like a brick shit house right all right it rides like a shit house yeah you know? but i mean you can literally beat the oh, i tried so hard not to say that i didn't you can beat the living crap out of this truck and it's just going to smile and keep asking for it right because that's the way it was built yeah um we're that guy that needs that truck that can't wait for the 2022 to come out or shit he might even have a 21 ordered that still hasn't come out yet because things are backed up or the price of those things is so far through the roof that you know where someone may have in the past always kind of just you know bought a truck and kept it for four years traded in and bought it where their money is not going as far as it should and they're like you know what at this point in my life i'd rather you know i've got this cash i can buy that truck and, you know, I know that, like I'm dealing with right now, I know it's going to nickel and dime me a little bit here, but I have a truck, it's working. The other option is spend way more money for a truck that I don't even have yet. Right. Like, this gets me back up and going now. Yeah. And later on down the road, if things pick back up and I can get my new truck again, here's my backup. Or right. I'll sell it or something like that. Yeah. That's the guy we're looking for. Um, and I think we'll, we'll get it. Because honestly, it's a good-looking truck. Um, I think as far as a, a work truck goes, it's a little too tall in my taste. Um, but if it's for someone that needs to you know pull something or needs to be in some kind of sketchy terrain, um, like maybe a logging guy or something like that, or yeah. someone that's like out in like soupy construction like scenarios, right? This is your jam. Yeah. It's a little lifted. It's on um, you know basically like almost like a super single type wheel. 37s, chunky tires, solid axles front and back, leaf springs. Let her eat. Yeah. Like, just four-wheel drive, just let her buck, dude. Hell, yeah. No, um, I think that's a good uh, – uh, when you first told me about that, I was like, that's a that's a, probably a good one to, you know, start your little flipping game. Yeah, know? I went back and forth as far as the, the cabin chassis part of it goes with it being an F450. But yeah. the, the more I kind of look at it, it's like – you know what? If someone needs the truck, they're going to buy the truck. It's right. a truck. We've talked about it before. You're never knocking any truck. Well, there's an ass for every seat. So. Exactly. And the we've, we've just I don't want to talk too much about financial learning, but we got it for such a good deal that we're we're going to be okay. 
Yeah. You know, well, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I'm glad you figured it out. And I will say the the selling point on this truck is not only does, I mean it looks cool. So if you're looking for like an F450 that's not just your normal work truck looking truck, it's a good looking truck. Yeah. It's got a Bradford built flatbed on it. It's a beast. Like it's the when we drive it around, like we get you know thumbs ups like shocker bro. Like dude, we get looks. Like this truck. Yeah. This this is not a just. It makes right. you feel cool. I mean, yeah. you feel yeah. you feel like a fucking badass driving it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the uh, <coughs> where was I going with the other part? Oh, the the interior. <coughs> the interior is not trashed, and for an F four fifty, it doesn't have vinyl floors. And it's cloth. It's not like it's, the the yeah. Fake it's not leather. the fake leather. It's yeah. it's cloth floors or the 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 normal floors with cloth seats. Um, and I I actually pulled the. It's got a, a what is that a. Uh, 40, 40, 20 front seat. So it doesn't, have a, it doesn't have a bench front seat. So I actually pulled the entire front seats out, took them home with me um, for a week or two, and fully cleaned hard. Those seats look brand freaking new when I brought them back. Right on. And we shampooed the entire interior. We cleaned the headliner. Like I went through the dash with a fine tooth comb. This thing is the selling point is like, yes, this truck has some exterior dings, it had, but it's a work truck and everything like that. But at the same time, the inside of this thing, you're not getting into a shit box. This thing's right. nice on the inside. Yeah. That's cool. And that's where we're going to go with it. I'll be honest, man. I like driving it. Well, I hope you make a lot of money on it. I kind of want to keep it. I'll be honest. I don't need it at all. <laughs> no. It makes me want to keep it, but I don't need it at all. I have to get rid of one of your... I'd have to get yeah. rid of one of my trucks, yeah. And I can't power the blue truck. It just it does too good of what it needs to do. <laughs> it's just and it's just a ratty, <sighs> just like... Middle finger, just... Yeah, yeah. just like... Yeah, my bed's effed up. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, exactly. I feel like that's what that truck does. Like, like that that truck, the the only thing, the only... Okay, if you're watching YouTube, you can see me right now, okay? Like, I, I'm... On the weekends, I'm usually... I may have a hat on, otherwise my hair is sticking, like, straight up. Yeah. I have, like, two pairs of pants I wear on the weekend and one flannel that's stained to shit. Yeah. I look like an absolute ass hat on the weekends. Yeah. Like, just run down... <laughs> working none shaved like I, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't care right um, pants are stained boots are stained shirt stained don't care the truck is scratched it's dented up you know the the only the thing you're gonna see this truck you're gonna see me and you're like god what an a-hole and I get closer to you and all you hear is rebel sun turned up to 9,000 with <laughs> blown out speakers <laughs> yeah. and I can't keep smoke off the pipe the yeah. truck runs dirty it's yeah. freaking loud. It's dirty. It's a manual. And I don't care if it's like 9,000 degrees outside and the AC's on, the windows are down. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just... <laughs> this fits you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. I, I have debated... This would be bringing it back old school. But I have debated like on the, on the front of the hood where it kind of curves down. I want to get a, uh, a printed decal that spans the whole hood... It says hippie hunter. <laughs> You're gonna be one of those, huh? <laughs> you might as well just throw some freaking bullhorns on the front. Nah, just hippie hunter. Just hippie hunter. And the, I tell you right now, the only thing stopping me from doing that is pinstriping. Yeah, dude, I love pin, I yeah, love so good pinstriping. Love it. Yeah, I don't have a steady enough hand to do it. No, I don't know how anybody does that, honestly. <sighs> But there you go, folks. There is the update on the old six liter. I hope everybody. Oh, gotta stretch out. After yeah. I took a little nap. What I do, uh, what I would like from you guys, here's your homework. Yeah. Um, 
I, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, getting people to sound off in the comments on, on YouTube. And it's not necessary to to get us more YouTube views because, honestly, our viewership on YouTube is garbage. I'll be 100% <laughs> honest. Like, we get more – it's a podcast. No one no watches one just, just a here. podcast. Yeah, right, right. We get it. We get it. Like, we don't have good visual effects. Like, oh, I touched Tyler. Like, we, yeah. we've done a couple that have, like, where we take apart turbos and whatnot. Those are good ones to watch. But yeah. otherwise, you know, the, the podcast, we don't – I mean, maybe one day we'll have good – you know, things visual, that fly rep- in and visual, but we're not there yeah. yet. Yeah. Because um, it's because we need 200 more reviews. <laughs> yeah. 199 <laughs> won't do it. 200. Well, we need 200. Actually, just 100 would do it, but I'm greedy. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, that's the, in my opinion, so far, that's the best place to kind of like the comments going off back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if you, I want to hear about like your adventures. As far as like the stupid thing you found uh, out, yeah, the weirdest issue with a truck that made you feel dumb once you found the fix. Yeah, like the. Uh, he, did you guys tell that I was reading that off of a board? Yeah. Could you? The the, <laughs> uh, the other big one that made me feel real dumb, and if if you haven't heard the whole story, I'll I'll probably put in another podcast. But it was when I found out the uh, the misfire issue in my suburban from yeah. way back in the day. Yeah, that was like that I. I almost put a bullet in that thing when I figured. <laughs> I, honestly, before I figured out, I really wanted to shoot it. And after I figured out, I wanted to shoot it just because I was so pissed off. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so th- that type of thing when you find out and you figure it out, and you're like, God. But the good thing is, folks, if you did that and you figured it out, you take that knowledge and everything you learned, you put it in your back pocket, and you're smarter and better for it. Yeah. That's the bring it round circle. I don't know. We're all. Kumbaya. Yeah. Everybody's happy about it. Kumbaya, kumbaya bra. <laughs> just hop on the 405 and just get a kumbaya. Catch a <laughs> slap the lip and get pitted, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't make you happy? It's just I, I just no. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's going to about wrap this one up, folks. I really appreciate all you guys tuning in. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys about six-figure stuff. Tyler is going to walk out and hurry-curry. And uh, <laughs> hopefully next week we'll have some Cohen's lady to talk about. Well, maybe. Yeah. We do appreciate all of these suggestions that you guys have given us on Instagram or other places. Yeah. Uh, keep putting them Seriously, up there. Seriously. We have a, probably a lot more that we need to go through. Oh, yeah. We have a ton of them. And I enjoy that because it's like I like the off-the-cuff stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just like whatever, like what do you got? Okay, ask me a weird question. Let's do it. Like yeah. I, I like that stuff. So and as before, like <laughs> I've always mentioned, questions. You know, because we talk about a lot more than just diesel truck stuff on here. Questions can be like I would say diesel related, deviated by like forty, fifty percent. Yeah, like like throw it out L- there, man. Listen, no matter what question you ask. I guarantee I can tie it back into diesel trucks somehow. That way we can talk about it on the podcast. Boom. Boom. There you go, boys. And girl, because it's like one girl listens to this probably. It's not my wife. It's not your wife. No, definitely <laughs> isn't my wife. Hates this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, trucks, I hear enough about it. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> so anyways, folks, we appreciate you all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.